Amen, amen. How you guys doing today? Man, that worship was good. Had me feeling something inside. I'm just going to set a timer real quick. So I just want to say I'm super honored just to be up here. such a privilege to be able to share my heart with you guys. And uh, I want to take you guys on a journey of the past eight months and how worship was key for me in this season. So for some of you who may not know, I am a worship leader. And I feel like as a worship leader, it's kind of like you kind of have to know what worship is. And so I love telling people, like asking that question, what is worship? And so I want to pose that same question to you guys. What is worship? You see, because the way you define worship is the way you will live your life. There's a lot of Christians who've made worship a momentary thing and um, where you turn it on and turn it off whenever you want. You come to church, you enjoy the moment, you raise your hands, you clap, you sing, you dance. But worship is not a momentary thing that you just turn on and off. If worship was a momentary thing that you can just turn on and off, Jesus died in vain. But thankfully he didn't. Worship is a lifestyle. And if there's one thing I want you guys to take away from this testimony, it's this right here. This is the definition that I came up, you, came up with about what worship is. Worship is the position, the posture of your heart in constant and continuous honor and love yielding towards God. I want to say that one more time. Worship is the position, the posture of your heart in constant and continuous honor and love yielding towards God. So about eight months ago, I was in a transition. Uh, I was part of a church and their ministry, and I was actually transitioning to Epic and DNA and Jesus Culture. And during that moment, it was quite scary because I've never done anything like that. And being in the middle of the road was kind of like anxious and fearful. It brought a lot of stress and uh, because I didn't know how the people at the other place were going to send me off. And I didn't know how you guys were going to receive me. But you guys received me gratefully, so I'm very happy about that. During that time, work was very stressful for me. There was a lot of problems at work. There was a lot of things going on. Um, there were some past issues that arise and some relationship problems that I faced. I started to recognize a lot of unforgiveness and jealousies and bitterness from past issues that caused an emotional wreck. And thankfully, Eric was one of the main people that actually exposed that. And if those of you who don't know Eric... This is the way I kind of think of how Eric is. It's like meeting up with a surgeon. You never know what's going to happen, but you know it's going to be good, and he's going to cut you in the right places. <laughs> and so that's how that meeting went. It was quite fun. Um, but I left a lot more whole, you could say, because I was able to take off a lot of this um, pain. But there's four elements to life, and I just want to give a context to these four uh, elements so you can kind of understand where I was affected. There's four elements. One is the spiritual, two is the mental, three is the physical, four is the emotional. Now, the emotional is where I got hit the most. I feel like I'm tough in everything except the emotional. And it got so bad in my life that my body had shut down. Like, 
I've never experienced this before. I'm a very tough person physically. And the fact that stress was so bad, literally, I felt like I had pneumonia again, but just the fatigue. And it was terrible. I remember there was nights of me weeping to God, wondering, wondering where he was at at this moment. Just asking him, where are you at? You know, like, I'm such a wreck. I'm just, ah, life is just, it feels like it's beating me up. I remember a lot of the time during the eight months, I even confronted God and said, yo, this is where I feel like you failed. This is where I feel like you let me down. This is where I feel like you didn't come through. I expressed my feelings fully to God, and I didn't hold it back. And God honors that. But you see, all the times I pointed at these moments and said, this is where I feel like you failed, I never once called him a failure. I just told him how I felt. But I will tell you this, and this was key for me. I responded by telling God he is always good no matter what the situations look like. The most difficult thing for me to do was in the midst of this pain, in the midst of this hurt, in the midst of the chaos, I still looked at God and said, you're still good and I still love you. The most difficult thing was to still say that at the end of the day, but yet I was able to say that. And I want to read a psalm which I feel like really kind of emphasizes and really brings this as a one whole full testimony because you got to put in a passage, so... It's Psalm 13. It's my favorite psalm now. It says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed against him. Lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. How does David go from verse 1 saying, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? I, and then goes down to say, I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. I thought that the guy was bipolar, to be honest. I'm like, you're saying one thing five verses later, you're saying a whole nother. But I started to realize this. David had to make a decision if he was going to continue to worship God or not. I was in that same place. I'm like, am I going to still worship God or not? I had to ask my th myself this question. I said, was I going to continue to be the worship leader I know that I am and sing my song? David had a song. He said, am I going to still sing it? He was young kid, anointed as king. He was in the palace. He was kicked out of the palace by his best friend's dad, chased out of his own city to be killed, and he's hiding in a cave. You can just imagine the hurt this guy felt, the pain inside of him. He felt betrayed. He was so broken inside. He's all alone wondering what's going to happen, and yet he still says, I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. So I had to ask myself, was I going to continue to be the worship leader I know I am and sing my song? And I just want to say this. Every single one of us are worship leaders. I hear this a lot, like, you're a worship leader, you get it. No, all of us are worship leaders. Every single one of you has a song you are currently singing. You see, because your heart is the greatest musical instrument you will ever play. I love telling people that. Your heart is a musical instrument. And your life is the lyrics to the melodies of your heart that you play. 
So what is the song you are singing? People say, how do you worship God and pump gas? This is how you're singing a song. You're currently singing a song. While you're sitting here, you are singing a song. What is that song? You see, there's a lot of people that have a song of faith in God, but when they end up in bad situations, they let the situations change the song instead of their song changing their situations. I'm telling you, the hardest thing for me to do, I was in the worst place at that moment. I told all my friends, I said, if there was a moment to pray for me, I'm banking it on this. Please, I need prayer badly. And yet, I still held tight to my song. And I would always say, God, I love you. God, you're always good. I don't care what these songs are singing around me. You're always good no matter what. And you may be sitting here feeling that same thing, like, man, I've been beaten up. Man, I've been knocked down, and you don't know which way's up. Well, I just want to encourage you, keep singing your song. Don't stop singing your song. Worship, I want to read that definition one more time because I like it so much. And it doesn't have to do anything with me making it up, but worship is the posture, the position of your heart in constant and continuous honor and love yielding towards God. That's worship. I could just hear the songs in the room right now, all the beautiful songs. And so with that being said, for me, I'm still holding tight to this song because I'm not completely out of the whole thing. I'm on the top part of it. But I'm recognizing something that every time I was faced with a bad situation, every time I was like so beaten up, every time life was knocking me down, I'm like, I'm going to make a decision and keep singing my song. And the situations, honestly, they didn't change. To be honest, they didn't change like this. It's not like the next day I woke up, oh, everything's good. Oh, look at the stars. Oh, like, no, it wasn't like that. But I woke up and I was like, man, my knees, they feel like they got stronger. And I started walking more stiff, started walking more firm. And I recognized that the next time something like this happens, I'm not just going to, oh, oh, so weak. Like, no. I'm not weak, I'm strong because I've practiced this song, not just when I was in front of people, because that's the main thing, we're singing a song, but when no one saw me, I was singing a song, and yet when I was in front of these big mountains, actually, I want to read something I felt God gave me during worship. He said to me, the mountains in front of us are meant for us to climb so that we, so when we get to the top of it, we can shout of the goodness of Jesus. You can't reach far on the floor, but the higher the elevation, the farther your voice projects. So the higher I started climbing these mountains, I'm like, God's good. But my knees were strong enough to climb those mountains. And so I just want to challenge you guys with that and just kind of encourage you that keep singing your song, keep worshiping God, because it's worth it. Thank you.